0: Hello, I'm Varun Raja, and welcome back to episode 2 of the Girls' Chase interview series. In this edition, I had the opportunity to interview Franco, the lead moderator of the Girls' Chase boards. On a nearly daily basis, Franco responds to various questions from our diversely experienced members. One of the most common topics in all sorts of threads deals with communication, as there seems to be, and frankly always has been, quite a bit of confusion as to how men and women communicate with each other. On top of everything, we can also add the role that technology plays in the modern time. We now have access to phones, texting, chatting, online dating, Facebook, and a slew of other methods to find and talk to women. Even further exacerbating the situation is confusion about how to do this and move fast with her, efficiently taking things to a sexual or emotional level that you desire. I hope you enjoy my discussion with Franco about the many subtleties of how men and women think, how we communicate and what we look for, and how you can use this information to better your knowledge and move faster with the women you like. Greetings, Franco, and welcome to the Girls' Chase interview series.
1: Hey, Varun. Thanks for having me here.
0: Awesome. Now, Franco is one of the earlier members of the Girls' Chase community. He's been following the material since about 2012 and has now made it as one of the principal moderator of the boards, where he gives both old and new members solid advice. Uh, in discussion with Franco, one of his many skills and one of his many uh, characterizations is his uh, amazing ability to communicate with women, which he has learned through a variety of means, both personal study, using others' ex- examples, and also his own experience going out. Now, Franco, can you tell us a little bit about how women think?
1: Yeah, sure, Brune. So I think one of the things that a lot of guys don't understand with the way women think is that it's a very similar line of thinking to the way men actually think who are really nervous about talking to women who they find attractive, or maybe they've, uh, they're have friends in their circle and they're not really sure what they would think if they were to express interest in those women. But women think a lot the same way. When they're very interested in a guy They get nervous as well. They try to put on their best face for the guy to show him that they're interested as well, but try not to get too much interest in the sense that they're trying to make sure that they're not overly flirty and making the guy think, oh, this girl's a bit too much into me and I'm not into her. So they're always trying to gauge what the interest is from the guy.
0: And we've also heard that quite frequently from women, that they test men in that way. They're careful not to show too much interest. They're careful also to show just enough interest to keep the, the man interested, yet have him chase them a little bit. Leading women is a common theme that comes up frequently both on the website and on the boards. And I know you've emphasized this. Can you tell us a little bit about how leading as a man factors into, into communicating with women?
1: Uh, yeah. So the thing is, as women grow up, the way they're kind of brought up is they're always expected to wait for the man to make a move and have the the men be the one to lead the interactions. And it's kind of the way the media presents it and the way that you see it in movies. And for the most part, they only can do so much to show their interest to a guy. So Some women will be more over the top with the way they show their interest. Maybe they'll outright tell you that you look cute, and other ones may just smile at you, and that might be all they do, but it might be a smile of, you know, I I really like you. There's lots of small signals they can send, and there's larger ones they can send as well, but it's important to be able to understand all of them and then take action because the girl won't be the one to take action and an interest and invite you on dates 99% of the time.
0: And, of course, this varies by the women you're involved with. As we know, women are not all the same. They're different both amongst uh, cities they live in or farmers that they grew up in and also by nature of their age and their relative experience with men. So I'm sure the listeners are curious to know how women progress in their learning of dealing with men.
1: Yeah, so one thing I've kind of picked up on being a guy who's kind of been around women even through high school and college and beyond that is that women have a learning curve of their own as well. It's not just guys who are adapting to women because women don't really know everything as it is. It can come across that way. And I think the reason it does is because women tend to become more socially calibrated quicker than guys do. And the reason for this isn't necessarily that women are some, you know, their species is genetically coded to become more socially calibrated. It has to do with the fact the uh, environmental factors of the fact that they often spend a lot of their time around men and men are the more aggressive men and the more natural men will actually make moves and lead women, which is why you'll see a lot of girls in relationships as early as high school relatively easily because all it takes is one guy who's a little bit aggressive enough to actually ask her out and take her on a date and essentially make a move. Right. And
0: frequently women are placed in a capacity where they're chased by men frequently and therefore they interact with them more and more over the years.
1: Exactly. So, and this happens, you know, the more attractive the woman, the more this happens to them. If they're really attractive when they're young, you know, like you see the cheerleaders, they're, they're getting hit on by the more aggressive football guys, and they're already getting a little bit of that experience of what it's like to communicate with men. And so they're learning even as early as 16 kind of how to, you know, kind of how to deal with men where a lot of guys, um, you know, especially the ones who come to the forums haven't really spent a lot of time. Around women at all. So where some guys are getting experience as early as, you know, 16 or high school, some of the guys that are showing up here, you know, in their 20s looking to get that experience that they missed out on in high school.
0: Right. And typically, as guys start earlier with uh, learning to deal with women, you'd consider them as naturals, correct?
1: Correct, yeah. Women will always be naturals in that sense because they're always being exposed passively without having to actually engage in experiences with men.
0: Now, how does this nature change as a woman gets to college?
1: So... A lot of girls in high school will have usually experienced at least one relationship, whether it was long or short term. Some of them will probably have had multiple relationships. So not only have they had experience with socializing with men, but they've actually had experience with sex and kissing and getting hit on and things like that. So kind of what happens is in, in the early stages in high school, they're a bit more naive. It's kind of they don't really know too much, and they just kind of go along with the guys they like, and they kind of hope the guy asks them out, and if they do, it becomes a relationship. But at that point, a lot of men, even the ones who are aggressive then, don't really know how to keep satisfying a woman that way. So a girl might come out into a, a college scene, maybe out of a long-term relationship, and since she's had sex and she's kissed, she's, you know, she's curious about it at this point. She really wants to know more about other guys and other sexual experiences. And, you know, are there sexier men out there? Are there, you know, things like that?
0: I see. And do you think that the environment of college by itself also plays a factor into this? Typically, for example, in schools within the United States, college is seen as a opportunity for experimentation amongst almost every type of student.
1: Oh, it definitely does. In fact, I think a lot of girls kind of see college the way that guys do as an opportunity to, you know, especially if they move away from home, an opportunity to be on their own and not be with the same circle of friends or, or possible lovers where they can start a new reputation or maybe be more discreet about the reputation than maybe they were in high school, especially with meeting new guys and of that nature.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And after college, does this uh, mentality change as women gain more experience in their personal relationships and also perhaps starting on a career in different cities or doing uh, something more independent, for example?
1: Right, yeah, it does. Because while they're in college, women will have a lot of experiences with men at that point because it's it's kind of a time when they're at the peak of their curiosity and they know they can experiment a lot and have sexual interactions with men or just have try to get men that they really like to chase them and go to parties, meet lots of guys, drink alcohol, something that a lot of them don't do in high school. So they tend to get a lot of experience in college. And then as soon as they're leaving college, they usually have a lot more experience than the average guy does. And as soon as they enter the bar scene, for example, when they turn 21, they already have a lot of experience. And then they go to an environment where they get even more experience by older men who are generally more aggressive and the age where you'll see a lot more men who are naturals and approaching, and they tend to rack up a lot of experience early on. And after that happens, they tend to kind of have an idea of what it is they like in men and what it is they don't like. So while younger women might be more naive and try to get you to chase a little bit more, but not really sure how to play the game, not really sure how to keep you interested without either going overboard and texting you too frequently or being too aloof and not giving the guy what she knows he wants they tend to have an idea of how much they want to give to get a guy and how much they're willing to, you know, to take in return and so forth. So
0: of course, so their patience is much less than say a younger woman. And at the same time, they'd be more willing to move faster with the men that can give them what they want at the right time.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Cause they've slept with enough guys at this point or been with enough guys that it's like, okay, well, you know, I've been with three, four upwards of some of upwards of 10 guys. And I know that, you know, the next one may not necessarily be the one I spend my life with or some are still hoping, but they know that, that that's not really how it's played, that there's a, there's, there's more of a dynamic here that they don't want to waste time with guys who aren't going to give them, you know, what it is they're looking for, whether that just be sex or that be something longer term. So they, they tend to move quicker with guys and will dismiss guys quicker if they're not what they're looking for.
0: Of course. Well, thank you for this summary on the women's side. I'm sure our readers are also curious as to how this dynamic plays out for men over the years. In your opinion, how do men think when it comes to women and interacting with them?
1: Men tend to vary a lot more, I think, than women in the in the different stages. It's not so I think women actually kind of move along for the most part a similar path as they progress through college and even into their professional career where you'll have guys in high school who maybe have dated several girls, have have uh, been sexually active for a while, and kind of go into college and even start cleaning up in college with girls and, and really meeting a lot of women, having a lot of sex, maybe having relationships. But you'll have guys who, you know, who are more passive and didn't really spend a lot of time with women coming out of high school, maybe even haven't had a girlfriend, or some guys haven't even kissed a girl yet, and they'll be going into their 20s without that experience. So it really does get harder for them because the women become – more picky because they've been with so many men that the guys who are just getting out there trying to meet women have to deal with women who have so much experience that they aren't gonna, you know, wait for a really nice or passive guy to dawdle around. And that's why a lot of guys, I think, early on are thinking, Well, women want nothing to do with me. I talk to them once. I, I get their phone number sometimes but they don't text me back. And it's and it's usually because the guy didn't really understand that, you know, this girl's probably more experienced and you kinda need to Get to that same level, get that, that amount of experience that she has so you can understand why she's cutting you off so quickly. You need to be have more of an impact on her so that she can say to herself, Yeah, this guy seemed really amazing, he seemed different, he was confident, but he wasn't over assertive right, right. and you know, he he knew what he wants. And girls can read that pretty well after, especially after college when they've been been around so many different guys.
0: And I know this is the quintessential problem with a lot of newer members on the boards who come seeking advice, and yet are somewhat unsure about the value of going out and cold approaching or failing numerous times to actually gain this experience. Yet at the same time, I believe you also mentioned that the people that you know and you've seen have done extremely well understanding the numbers game mentality, which is to say, if you keep rolling the dice, eventually you're going to win. At the same time, if you do it with focus, you'll also gain the experience you need to get on par with women.
1: Right, yeah. So a lot of guys, when they first start out, tend to get a little too attached to maybe one girl that they found especially attractive compared to maybe the ones that they've been having success with. And they feel like maybe they should invest more effort in this girl and really try to get her because she's one that has given them more attention than maybe previously other attractive women have. But that's kind of where guys tend to falter and kind of hold up their learning curve because they'll end up getting caught up on one hot girl and kind of texting her and she'll text back they'll try to set up a date it won't happen maybe she's a little bit more inexperienced to where she doesn't like to cut off her options or knows that this guy isn't someone she wants to keep around so she'll kind of keep texting him just in case you know she has a change of heart which doesn't really happen too much so the guys kind of keep seeing her text them back and think that, you know, eventually she's going to go on this date with me and things are going to happen because she's still texting me. And that usually doesn't play out the way they want it to. So, right, right. Instead, what they should be doing is just approaching lots of women and approaching lots of attractive ones, too. You know, you, you want to start out. Just approaching women in general that you find cute but you know once you start getting phone numbers pretty easily from lots of different girls you want to try approaching lots of attractive ones because uh the idea isn't i found an attractive one and she texted me back let me invest more time in her it's let me approach lots of attractive ones until you know one finally agrees to a date with me and then i'm on a date with an attractive girl you want to get the idea out of your head that you're looking for quality You're, you're still going for quantity and you just approach girls that you find attractive, and then, uh, you know, you could approach 10 girls that are really attractive, nine of them could reject you, but if you end up with a date with one, then maybe you end up sleeping with that girl that week, and it was actually a success. So that's kind of the mentality that guys need to have.
0: Of course, this is something I also tell my own friends and people I discuss this with is, at the end of the day, sometimes all you need is one or two or three girlfriends, so whether or not 97 of the 100 girls reject you, if you look at with three, well, that's still three girlfriends that you might have. And I guess shooting for a balance between quantity and quality is, it's one where, like you said, you don't need necessarily to invest highly in just one. You can invest several at the same time. Now, translating this into actual dates, though, date texting and communication between men and women seems to be a common theme on the boards and on the website. In fact, one of the most popular articles is on Girls' Chase is how to text a woman and how to do it properly. Now, can you describe the dynamics of texting as a man? What does it look like?
1: Yeah, so this is one that we definitely get a lot on the forums, and it's easy to see where a lot of guys trip over themselves when they're texting girls because they don't really understand how the girl is thinking and what she's trying to do versus what you should be trying to do. And I think a lot of guys make the parts of texting that are actually easy a lot harder than it should be. And then the parts that they should be focusing on, they don't pay enough attention to. So what I mean by that is uh, some of the easy parts of texting are just not texting a lot. You don't want to be having long conversations with the girl because every text you send to a girl – she's going to analyze it. She's going to look at it and she's going to try to get as much information about you as she can as possible. That is kind of her goal is to learn as much about you and what kind of guy you are and texting her often in and of itself kind of tells her that maybe you don't have a lot of options or you have a lot of free time or that generally you don't talk to girls of her attractiveness level very often. Otherwise, you know, you would be texting them instead.
0: And as we pointed before, also women, are chased frequently by all sorts of men. And so they have a point of reference by which to compare all these different types of styles of texts to as well.
1: Right. So if, if you're a guy who's kind of inexperienced, she's going to have that leg up on you where she's been texting other guys for possibly years now, depending on her age. So she's seen a lot of it already. So, you know, if you think you're coming up with something that's kind of creative that will get her attention, she might just dismiss it because she's already seen something like it or she knows what you're trying to do. So it's important to try to not, you know, that's the part that guys make harder than it should be is trying to get too creative and text her often with things that, you know, you think will pique her interest when really all you're doing is giving her more information than she needs to either find you as more valuable, which will make her push you more towards a boyfriend zone, which you don't want to do. Or she'll just see the parts of you that are weak because you're texting a lot, or you said something that made her think, oh, I don't know, this guy said he went out last night. Didn't he go out last weekend? He probably drinks a lot. It's not a guy I want to be seeing. You know, things like that. You don't want to give her so much information for her to process that she's making assumptions about you that might not be true.
0: And part of this is also keeping the mystery and intrigue to yourself. The idea being that if you text sparingly but with a point, then she is more intrigued about who you really are and she's more interested in meeting you in person to discover more about you.
1: Correct, yeah. You want to keep that level of mysteriousness that a lot of guys need to understand is that your goal with texting is to try to meet up with her as much as possible. Don't dawdle around too much with conversation before the date because you want to save that for the date so that you can get her out in person and get her to learn a little bit about you while you can display your fundamentals and you can be there in the moment with her um, generating attraction through just through your vibe rather than through just a, a message full of letters that any guy could really type.
0: And of course, this is very different from the dynamics of texting as a woman, because I know you've mentioned before, women are always attempting to get you as a man into a chasing boyfriend role, both for themselves, they have more options. And also in hopes that you'll continue to chase them over time.
1: Yeah, so women have uh, a very different objective when it comes to texting. And I think a lot of guys who have at least had experience getting a lot of phone numbers and texting girls start to notice this, that uh, a lot of girls, they aren't really trying to set up a date with you. Like that's kind of your goal. That's the part where you need to lead. Their goal is to try to learn as much about you and, and, you know, and if they like what they see, they want you to chase more and they want to text you and kind of, keep you chasing them because uh the more guys a girl can have following her the more she's assured that she has options and she won't be alone in the future and she has guys that do like her and it also kind of raises her value because if she has other guys on the side that she really likes and they see other guys chasing her it's kind of like pre-selection for her she can say oh look all these guys always always text me all the time. And, um, you know, it kind of raises her value to other guys that she actually might have more interest in at that point.
0: Right. And we've mentioned that the men that typically fall into this category are considered as orbiters, basically friends, but not a guy she actually has sexual interest in.
1: Exactly. Which is why you want your mentality to be almost the opposite. You want to keep in mind that what she's trying to do with texting is, is to keep you texting and keep trying to suck information out of you and try to process it and try to figure out who you are and what you're about, which is why your goal is basically the exact opposite, to kind of just keep things light, fun, you know, flirty, so that she knows the only emotion she feels is this kind of sexual attraction towards you as a man, and then always the point of your texting should be to get her out on that date, because you can do so much more in person with her than you can possibly do over texting.
0: Right. You've mentioned also that uh, you feel men need to focus less on texting often, but focus particularly more on those very few texts that they should be sending and the content. Can you tell us a little bit about what a good text looks like or what a good conversation by text to set up logistics perhaps would look like?
1: Right. So one of the things I think some guys don't focus on is that when they get in these conversations with women is they don't focus on the little things that... They can do help progress towards a date. And that includes, one, you know, not texting too often, as I mentioned. You don't want to, the more you text, obviously, the more she can have a chance to ask you questions or or probe you for information or try to get an idea of who you are. But, you know, if you're at work all day, you're at school all day, and you finally get back to her, you know, four, five, six, seven hours later, there's only so much she can learn in that amount of time. And the other thing you need to focus on with your texts is that they need to be very Concise and clear and to the point. So, while you can be flirty, you can have something flirty in your message. You got to remember that the goal of your message is to try to get her out on that date as soon as possible. And one thing girls like to do when they see your message is they like to see if how direct your message is, what it is that you want. When you're requesting compliance over text, she really wants to understand what it is that you're asking for. And if you want to get her on a date, you have to be extremely clear. So, For example, a good text would be, Hey, Janet, how was your weekend? What does your schedule look like this week? Uh, I was hoping we could grab a coffee together whenever you're free and maybe even throw in a smiley face emoticon at the end. I'm a pretty big fan of emoticons myself. I think they kind of help set the mood. But, you know, it's friendly, but it's direct. It's to the point. She knows, okay, this guy is asking me on a date and uh, there's no other way I can construe this. So at that point, um, it makes it really hard for her to dodge the question and appear aloof without seeming like she doesn't want to accept the date, which if she likes you, she wants the date. So it's kind of a way of making her directly answer your question and not dodge it without her thinking to herself that she rejected you when she didn't want to. So that's something I think a lot of guys don't understand. It's really, really important that you need to be very direct. Use good grammar if you can too. Girls hate when they get a text that it's just they can barely understand it or it's vague or use a lot of slang you know
0: and i've heard that complaint commonly amongst many different women
1: right yeah it's just they don't like it at all just use good grammar you don't have to throw in you know apostrophes and semicolons you know you don't have to be a grammar nazi but you know make it legible don't make it hard for her to read that's just more reason for her to text you back with a big question mark and say huh and then that kind of loses the vibe. Girl might be into you. And then when she sees the text, she goes, what is this guy trying to say? And then <laughs> instead of instead of thinking, this guy's really cute and cool, I hope he asks me out. She's like, this guy doesn't even make sense. I don't know what he wants. So you got,
0: you want to avoid that at all costs. And ultimately, things like that would make her more confused about you. So either of you lose value to her and she's less likely to risk sleeping with you or perhaps she realizes that maybe you don't have that much experience or you're too much of a nice guy at the end of the day, and so she loses some interest with actually pursuing you.
1: Exactly, yeah. So it's really important for guys to understand that is the texts you actually send, they do mean a lot. They are important. You shouldn't just fire off a text right away without rereading it. Every text that I send these days to a girl, I I try to force myself to reread the text to make sure that it's actually what I want to send which is a lot easier to do if you're not texting so much because it becomes kind of a hassle if you're texting every five minutes to reread your text and make sure it's right when you could just send one or two texts a day that are really clear, really direct, and maybe even a little flirty. And it'll make it more likely that the girl's waiting for it and kind of happy that you did text her back and that the text was direct.
0: And some men also have this tendency to send very vague and dodgy texts that don't really say much in in terms of quantifiable or legible information, for example, something as simple as, Hey, what's up with a question mark with no actual purpose. What do you think of texts like that?
1: Awful, awful texts, texts, like they don't have a point to them. And I think that's something that, um, they get so much from all the experience and guys hitting on them and that's kind of what a lot of guys do is they'll send generic texts like that kind of feeler texts and when a girl has enough experience she knows that's exactly what it is you know a lot of guys think that oh if she's interested she'll talk to me and and exactly yeah and that that's not always and the case and they also don't
0: want to risk rejection i suppose with the woman
1: exactly yeah they don't like seeing texts that don't really have a point to them because they get lots of those texts already and in that sense, you kind of want to stand out and be direct and you know, really get to the point because if you're sending lots of texts and not really accomplishing anything, you're wasting your time. Essentially, you could be talking to other women who will move fast with if you be direct about it.
0: Great. Well, that's a pretty thorough discussion about the texting component of, say, setting up dates and communication. But how does this differ when you're actually in person with a woman, say, either on a cold approach or perhaps you're on a date with her? What are the implications or differences in communication among such mediums?
1: So one of the things I emphasize on the forums and those of you who browse it pretty often and have been browsing it for the past couple of years is how I emphasize the difference between chasing and persistence. And I see a lot of guys ask about that. They're like, they're not really sure. They're like, well, I sent her this text, but I don't want to appear like I'm chasing. I should send it right because I'm, I want to persist, right? And that's a pretty hard thing for beginners to to really nail down. And I understand because I've kind of been there. It's hard to really know what chasing is and what persistence is. So, I try to break it down for forum members to something that's kind of a good general rule of thumb. And that's anything that you do with a woman in person to get her to follow your lead is generally considered persistence. Your fundamentals are involved, your vibe is involved, her emotions are involved. There's also a time constraint on her thinking. Since you're talking to her in person, she can't overthink things. She can't spend hours thinking about how she wants to reply or what you want. She has to make a snap decision on whether or not she wants to comply. Right. So being persistent in person, it can have a very, very good effect in moving things quickly with a girl because you can make her act on her emotions rather than give her four hours to logically sort out what she thinks is the best decision.
0: And of course, factors in this are also that she might be reluctant at first to, say, move forward with you or have you lead her. But over time, as she gets to know you and she maybe has more interest in you, she might change her mind also, something you don't typically see in a text.
1: Exactly. When girls are given time to, you know, think about complying with your requests, they generally tend to always go on the safer side. Like after maybe three hours of thinking about it, she might say, I shouldn't accept right away. It might be needy. Let me say I'm busy and I'll say, why don't we do something next week? And then suddenly, you know, your request is denied and that doesn't look good on you because when she reasons it later, she says, well, I wasn't, if I really liked him, I would have gone out the first time, you know, with the last text. I must not really, I mean, he he seems like a nice guy, but I I don't know. I I just don't really feel it. And that's kind of the way they'll describe it. You know, with texting, you don't really want to be doing a lot of trying again with women. Like you don't want to send a text and then she says she can't make it and then say, well, we should do it here instead. And then she goes, no, I really can't. And then you try to text her the next day and you say, hey, how's it going? Like, you know, maybe next week, what do you think about that date? And she, she just kind of feels like you're chasing her at that point because that's kind of what you're doing. She's already said she's busy or she can't make it. And it doesn't really bode well for you in the scheme of how the, the interaction is going overall.
0: And of course, the women can make all sorts of excuses about that. It's like saying, "This man doesn't really get me, he doesn't really understand me on a deep level, or any variety of things to then not hang out with me, basically,
1: yeah, yeah, and exactly yeah and and I think one thing to add to that that I want to point out is that in general texting and social media. And uh, things of that nature all favor women. I I consider that to be um, kind of women's turf. Like, they are dominant there. Anything that shows up, you know, for example, on Facebook is, you know, God forbid it somehow makes women look bad under the eyes of society. They'll be on top of it and immediately start to battle it. And for the most part, there's too many guys out there that are chasing women, that they'll agree with them and and come to women's defenses as as a white knight. So social media and texting is, is a grounds for women to really keep their feet and try to keep themselves in check. Where in person, a guy who's dominant, who's assertive, who has a lot of principles that he follows, who doesn't falter, who doesn't shake on his principles, it's a lot harder for a woman to resist that. And she finds it attractive because there are so many men who don't do that. So it's, it's really important to try to keep a lot of your communication with her in person where you can assert that dominance and she can't kind of retreat to her turf, which is the social media and texting and kind of the playing the game of, you know, making you chase.
0: And of course, as we know, women love to be led and then in person by this means you also have the opportunity to lead her on your own terms and also show her that you really care about her or whatever goal you might have.
1: Exactly. If she finds it much more attractive. Girls like to go along with the ride. When they're feeling the emotional high, they don't wanna to have to be like the conductor of that train for the emotions. They want you to be the conductor and they just wanna feel the ride. They wanna have you being the one giving them that roller coaster of emotions. If they feel like they have to do it, they get too nervous and or they just lose attraction, and they lose the high and they don't wanna do it anymore. So It's really important that the guy always be the one to assert what it is you're going to do at any given time. And if you're in person and then be persistent about it, like, uh, you know, if a girl is saying, well, I don't know, my friends are here. And you can say, well, you have your friend's number, right? Uh, You know, you can text them a little bit later. We're just going to come over here for a minute and uh, we'll chat a little bit more because we're having a good time. And, you know, she has to make a split second decision. And if she's really attracted to you because your fundamentals are strong, your eye contact is good. She won't want to risk losing that moment because she can tell that you're the type of guy who acts in the moment, who's only going to, If she may only have that opportunity with you to comply. And if you try to do the same thing over texting, you know, she has hours upon hours for her to respond and decide what she wants to do. And for the most part, she'll want to play it safe and try to make you chase. So it's, it's really important to understand that social media is a medium for them to get you to chase while in person is a medium for the guys to effectively use persistence.
0: Excellent discussion. Thank you. I wanted to discuss a little bit more about something that you've coined on the forums and used quite frequently with a variety of board members, something called mental investment. Now, can you tell me a little bit about what this is and why it's important?
1: Yeah, so mental investment is something I think I've kind of stumbled upon after experimenting with a lot of girls and texting and uh, communication factors. And I've kind of found that when it comes to how frequently you're communicating with women, a lot less is often a lot more. And the reason for this is, is that, you know, to, to put this in the best perspective for a guy who's been there, if you've ever had a girl that you've really liked and you're trying to, you know, make a move on her, get her on a date or get anything going, maybe you're texting back and forth, things seem to be going really well. And then suddenly you send her a text after she's been responding every three or four minutes and she doesn't respond for three or four hours and you're wondering, oh shit, did I mess this up? <laughs> did I say something wrong? And you're sitting there and you're stressing out and you're freaking out a bit because you're wondering whether or not you should have sent that text or maybe you were if you were coming on too strong. What guys understand is that girls actually do this too. They have the same thoughts going through their head with a guy that they find attractive or a guy that they like. And that's kind of the key part too, that if you're texting a girl, If she's interested in you, she'll have the same concerns. If she's not interested, well, then by texting her a lot, you're kind of wasting your time anyway.
0: (laughs) So men and women just aren't
1: that different in the end. (laughs) They really aren't. That's probably one thing that's kind of to take away is that they're really similar. So the thing you want to do is you want to use that to your advantage. You always want to assume that every girl you're talking to is attracted to you. Because if she's not, it's not going to go anywhere anyway. So there's no point in not assuming that a girl's attracted to you. So you want to play that to your advantage when you're texting women. So this is why, you know, maybe you can text a girl and she texts you back in 20 minutes. You know, maybe you can text her back because you're not busy. Maybe it's late at night when it's a time you would respond. So you can text her. And then suddenly she texts you back five minutes later. And, you know, then maybe it's late. It's around midnight and you're kind of thinking you're tired. You're like, well, let me, I'm just going to go to sleep. I'm not really going to answer this right now. And that girl who's really into you is waiting, is waiting. 30 minutes go by, 45 minutes go by. And she's thinking, oh, shit, like, did I say something wrong? You know, should I have said that? The thing is she'll play on the side of safe, so she won't text you again. She, some guys like to do that, too. They think they send a bad text. I call it a double text where yeah. they'll send another text afterward trying to make up for that last bad text. And that's about the worst thing you can do because right. that really makes you look like you're weak and you're chasing and you're trying to, you know, you feel like you said something wrong. And that's just not a good thing.
0: Unfortunately, it's a sign of desperation on some levels and also over-investing. And yet, tons and tons of men do this. So,
1: Yeah, yeah. And a lot of guys do that. They feel like, you know, they're, they're like, oh, I, I must have messed up. Let me try again. And that's not a good mentality to have while texting. And the thing is with girls, they'll actually think the same thing. A lot of times they'll send a text and if you don't respond right away, they start to get worried about that text. And suddenly they're spending, you know, hours of hours thinking about when you're going to text them back and i like to call that mental investment because you're getting a girl to think about you when she's not even talking to you or not in person with you it's it's a form of her spending her mental cycles thinking about you and thinking about you know whether or not you're going to contact her again whether or not you're going to invite her out on a date and what that effectively
0: we're building up anticipation for your text for her essentially
1: exactly exactly and and when you finally do text her back She's going to be thrilled. She's going to have this extra burst of emotion that she wouldn't have had had you texted her earlier than that or texted her back right away because she realizes that you're still talking to her. And it's just something that girls do also. And I think for them, it's actually more intensified. Like if you go a long time without texting them and they really like you and they feel like they messed up and then you finally text them back later, it's like this big sigh of relief for them, this big, oh, he does like me, text me. And, you know, he texts me back and, and, uh, yeah, we can keep this conversation going. And that's a good opportunity right there at that point in time to ask him out on a date because it's kind of they're at their peak of their emotion for you. They just kind of had a sigh of relief that you texted him back. So you you ask him for a date right there and they're just super excited. They're like, oh, I I guess I got to accept it right now so that that doesn't happen again. So you're a lot more likely to get that compliance you know, if you're texting infrequently and your texts are direct.
0: And of course, this is setting you up to both lead her faster and get her into your bed faster and move towards something sexual with her faster, which is the end goal of this communication in the first place.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's something that you want to employ if you can, and you want to, Um, If you're really observing how your interactions go, I mean, I think a lot of guys tend to notice as they get more advanced that texting a lot really doesn't do a lot for them. Because for me, I noticed when I kind of started learning it, I actually made a conscious decision to to kind of do that, to text women less and to let them think more about me to see if it would actually work. And it really did flip my results upside down. The, The percentage of girls that were actually going on dates with me went way up rather than the ones who I text a lot and try to get out. It was a pretty low percentage for a lot of effort that never really panned out.
0: Excellent. I think that was extremely valuable, and I hope our listeners enjoyed that as much as I did. I certainly learned a lot as well. Thank you so much for your time, Franco. And, of course, Franco is one of the moderators on the board, so if you ever have a question, you always free to ask him or post something on one of the forums.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Varun. And for all of you listeners, like you said, I'm on the forums all the time. A lot of the members that we have on there are very friendly, um, very willing to answer your questions. And then give you a lot of good advice that I, I really encourage you guys that if you're confused about something in the articles – or um, something that maybe Chase said and you know he doesn't have time to respond, there's a good chance that someone on the forums um, can give you a really good answer and guide you in the right direction. So I really encourage you guys to check out the forums if you have the time to do so.
0: Great. Thank you for your time, Franco.
1: All right. Thanks again, Varun. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this edition of
0: Girls' Chase. Be sure to leave a comment with your questions or any suggestions for topics you'd like to see in the future. I'm Varun Raja. And be sure to look out for the next episode of the interview series.